Hi everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon. That's H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. The Patreon's really the lifeblood of the podcast. It lets me dedicate the time that I need to play the games, to talk to our guests, to really set everything up and, and make everything as sharp as it is. Um, without it, uh, no cartridge really wouldn't exist the way it does today. If you don't like monthly pledges, I totally get it. Uh, there's also paypal.me backslash Hagelbon, and we can try and figure something out there. Or you can email me at nocartridgeaudio at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and I will try and answer your emails as quickly as I can. Thanks so much for your support, and enjoy the show. Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Higglebond on Twitter, and I have with me today um, a friend of mine, uh, John Donahue, uh, who is at Jovial Punk on Twitter. Uh, I forget exactly when I followed you. I think you were one of the people I followed because I liked a tweet of yours, which is, um, I mean, rarer and rarer anymore because uh, tweets are so bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, we've, we've been following each other for a while. Um, I've been we've been chatting actually about uh, the topic of this episode for a while. So I'm really excited to to finally get to it. Same here. So talk to us a little bit about what speed running is, because we haven't really talked about it on, on No Cartridge ever, which surprises me. Um, but of course, we're, we're heading into sort of the, the biggest week in, in the speed running calendar. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that more, but it's, um, it's a AGDQ uh, or, or sort of a spinoff of Games Done Quick. Uh, and we'll talk about what that is and what it means to you, what it means to everyone else. But uh, talk to us initially just about speedrunning, what, what it entails, what it's about, why you find it interesting, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there. All right, sure. Um, so yeah, speedrunning is uh, like a meta challenge or just an, an additional challenge on top of uh, video gaming, which in itself is typically a series of challenges that you complete for a <laughs> sense of achievement. Um, and then there's some people who kind of take it a, a step further, like... Uh, with your old uh, arcade games, how people would play it to try to see how far they could go. And then if it had an ending or something, people would try to see who would get the highest score. Uh, right. Is, yeah. I mean, this is like if anyone saw the uh, the King of Kong documentary, that's a very, exactly. a very similar, which um, I mean, is, a, is a fantastic documentary. And you should see if you haven't seen it. But uh, um, if you don't want any reason to just hate a person completely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, and no, there's the, been like, some the kill screen and stuff. Yeah, uh, some interesting developments this year about that. I don't know if you're. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, so we're, we're talking about. Um, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Billy um, Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. Thank you. Just the worst. Just the absolute. Like they could not have written a better villain. It's like it's it's basically as if it was a a real person was an Adam Sandler villain. Uh, <laughs> like, like exactly one of his early early movies. Um, it, it, uh, Billy Mitchell, sort of the the owner of the high score in Donkey Kong and the the 
the um, I don't know the the opposite number to the hero of the documentary, who's just this like nice dad who wants to try and like accomplish something and and get a good score on Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, didn't Mitchell Mitchell uh, cheated? Didn't he? We, they found out that he used like uh, uh, some sort of ROM hack or something. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you say it Mame or M A M E. I always say Mame, but yes, that's yeah, that, like that an emulation of a um, of an original board. And this guy broke down like the frames. I was I was looking into it today in case something like this came up, um, where the. Uh, <laughs> like the frames uh, of when the level would spawn and like when DK would spawn and the barrels would spawn. Like it, it was just slightly different on a original cartridge versus uh, the thing. Um, and I mean, as I recall in the movie, we're just, just going to, we're going to pivot into just talking about King of Kong. <laughs> um, as I recall in the movie, that was like a big deal. Like having an original car, having an original cabinet was a big yeah, deal. Th- it, um, it was such an interesting, I, I saw it when I was really young and then I saw it, somewhat recently um and i just remember having like two very different views of how that movie went down uh just hating <laughs> billy mitchell a lot more the second time around oh, it's the worst. Uh, <laughs> i think as an adult you hate billy mitchell more because you know people like billy mitchell mm-hmm. uh, like just and like, you know people like steve weeb or steve weeby yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah weeby there's all this like stuff in the intro about like yeah stuff never went right for him like his <laughs> wife is saying like oh yeah his his life you know, he didn't do a lot of things right or whatever. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> let him have something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, like, I've never seen a, And, I, you know, it's funny because I've never seen a documentary that's more like you're rooting for its subject, uh, except maybe like, I don't know, Blackfin or something like that, or yeah. Blackfish or something. But like, you know, it's it's funny because I've never I'm sure they're out there, but I've never really seen a lot of critiques of the of the documentary that say, like, it was unfair to Billy Mitchell. Like Billy Mitchell was not as bad as they laid him out to be. Or Steve was actually a, a jerk and, and they were being biased. Like you saw in like making a murder or whatever. But uh, uh-huh. I've never really seen that with King of Kong. People are just kind of like, yeah, no, this is a this is a great feel good story of good triumphing. Well, spoilers, good triumphing over evil. Um, but uh, what was interesting is how um, I mean, so many people uh a lot of their like frustrations and things that upset them tend to boil down to um projection uh oh for sure billy mitchell uh time and again throughout the thing was saying like uh we have to prove that steve weeb is doing it correctly and you know there's a lot of people that would uh would fake their scores and it introduces Billy Mitchell's character as outing someone else as having faked scores. Right. I uh, remember that. And he, he's just like, he's, it is like one of those, like, um, I don't know. Like, like it's almost like a young adult novel villain in that, like they have, I mean, I, I know that we're in the, we're in the, uh, the era of read another book, but, um, I mean, it just it, it reminds me a lot of like Harry Potter and the way that Snape is held out. Uh, if you if you read those books when you were younger, mm-hmm. um, where like the problem with Snape is that he just like he cares about the rules so much. Yeah, <laughs> he's it's just like ah, oh, let Harry do what he wants. Like stop stop bringing this guy down. Like and and it's just you you can't quite totally hate him as a result. Um, you sort of get a version of that with Billy Mitchell where it's like ah, this guy cares too much about the rules. Just let, <laughs> Let Steve Weeb be. Let, let Steve Weeb live. And then when it turns out he's 
a cheater. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's even more perfect. Him and uh, I don't know how much you follow it, but Todd Rogers. Um, okay. Also uh, was a he was you know he didn't have the personality of Billy Mitchell, but he was uh, a bigger. He held like a hundred or so. Uh, classic wow. arcade records like just an absurd okay, yeah i remember this guy was he um, cheating too yes and oh uh the, the, they way. found it out because or i believe because uh dragster um was a, a game that he had just an impossibly good score for uh-huh. um and they like people ran tasses of it and did like uh emulations and whatever and like even in tasks where they can do, you know, a hundred frame perfect input perfect uh, like decisions or whatever in a second, they couldn't pull off his time. Interesting. Um, so that was it, I think was it was like his... a lack of was it a lack of being able to like do it that that did was there any ever any positive proof or was it all just kind of like. Um, so, uh, this is actually a, a good way to tie it slightly back into speed running. Um, a lot of it came down to, uh, twin galaxies discretion, twin galaxies being the, um, the like organization that became the, uh, you know, the official go-to place for like, did this speed or not speed run, did this like high score count? Right. Um, people would send in tapes or later they'd you know, uh, have screened recordings or whatever. Yeah. Um, to show what they pulled off. And, um, like Walter day is the, the main guy, uh, who people may have seen. He, he's always wearing like a ref uniform. Yeah. Um, he's, he's in King of Kong, right? I remember that guy. Yeah. He's also in, or he's like homaged in Wreck-It Ralph. Um, he's the, uh, arcade owner, which I liked, but then, uh, you know, stuff with him siding with Billy Mitchell and some stuff is questionable. Yeah, but <laughs> it feels it feels so. Yeah. Well, then again, I mean, that's that's the risk of, of rooting so hard for a particular character like Billy Mitchell's a known quantity in the speed running world or in the high score world. Like, I'm sure a ref who'd known him for a while would be like, well, you know, Billy's been a good guy. He's been a straight shooter. And like, yeah, not super surprising. But as you're watching it as a new viewer, you're like, how dare you <laughs> trade us all? I trusted you. Um, but that's something that's uh, really interesting with the the advent of uh, speedrun.com and whatever the new uh, um, is it still speedrun.com or no it used to be something else it used to be it, whatever uh, mm-hmm. like speedrun.com whatever, whatever it, it happens to be now it, it's a it's decentralized there isn't those like three people that make all the calls and through mm-hmm. that you get um, like even for games that aren't popular, you tend to get a better um, gauge of what's legitimate and what's not. So like yeah, with Todd, cool. he would send in like something to Twin Galaxies and because they they had like a personal relationship and knew each other and he'd go to um, the arcade where the, the fun spot in Florida or wherever it was or like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He'd send something in that said, like, you know, I got 10 million in Centipede. And they'd be like, okay. Like, he, he's sure you the did. new record holder in Centipede with 10 million. And then someone's like, well, you know, the scores go up by three. So, like, 
a score of 10 million, even if you could get that high, isn't even possible. And, you know, like there was a lot of hand waving and whatever. Right, but when sure. it's like upload it to this site and there is no Walter Day, there's no Billy Mitchell. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of work that people do and some stuff slips by, but it's a well, better system than it used to be. It reminds me a lot of um, I don't know. I don't know if you if you do a lot of writing, but like um, uh, I sometimes freelance here and there and. I found that if you there is like and even in like really good houses, um, you end up you end up with like sort of a um, I don't know how to I, I'm trying not to say this like this isn't to cast dispersions on anywhere I've written, um, but people will do people will have uh, much more tolerance for your pitches. Like you will be able to get things through a lot faster if they know you. Like it, oh, and the yeah. way that the way that works, of course, is they'll say like, well, I know you know Trevor can pull this off because. I've seen his writing before. Like if some rando sent this in, I would be like, well, I don't know. Like what are they going to do? Um, but it is, I mean, it's, it's sort of the same, the same kind of thing where it's like, yeah, you know, they know that I can pull this off. So I don't actually have to try that hard on the pitch. Um, I can kind of like half-ass the pitch and then send it to them and hope that they just go, okay, great. You know, we'll mm -hmm. work it out in editing. Um, which is kind of what happens with twin galaxies where it's like, well, I know, Bi I know Billy, I know Todd, like I'm just, it's fine. Like we'll just, we'll, let's, let's cross the I's and dot the T's later. Uh, they're just the record holder now. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what I think is really interesting about uh, speedrunning now, of course, is that very few games are uh, the sort of like kill screen oriented. Um, uh, for for people who don't know, kill screens are um, just the ends of uh, games like Donkey Kong or something, um, where you get up to a certain level and the basically the the you know the processor or whatever can't give you more like you, you don't you don't have, there are no more screens you can't have there, anymore there's actually uh, i'm sure if you just like go on youtube and google kill screen there's this fantastic video that breaks down why certain games have them um oh, like in pac-man if you've seen uh you know it's very bizarre how the right side of the screen starts like breaking down mm -hmm. um and it almost seems like some weird intentional thing but it has to do with like how the game keeps score and when it runs out of room, it, like, grabs the wrong data from, like, the music or something. And then it just starts, like, I don't know. I didn't totally understand it, but it was a, a really fascinating watch. Yeah. No, I'll, I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, but, no, so th that's what kill screens are. But very few games do that anymore. And I, and I guess I realize now that it's probably in, in large part because um, very few games uh, have those technical limitations whereby you'd have to, um, you know, you'd have to have a kill screen. Um, most, most are just like, uh, I don't know, uh, you, you could have all the scoring you want if you had it that way. And also that kind of scoring uh, oriented game is, uh, is not as popular as it used to be. So now when it comes to, um, when it comes to AVQ or AG, AGDQ or any sort of speed running, you're talking about, you know, finishing plot, not getting high scores. Exactly. Um, so how has that changed things? Like, how has that, how has that mutated the form in your mind? Uh, I think part of it is the, um, so like when, when players do things like this, when they, when they try to go to the extra mile, it ends up being like a, uh, a push and pull or not a push and pull, a, a push and push, a, a collision between players and like game design. Mm -hmm. uh, where they, they find the limits, you know, y yeah. you play Pac-Man a million times, you start to learn like the, the personalities of the ghosts or whatever. Uh, 
and you, you play a game that has a finite end enough uh, where you're trying to get there as soon as possible, and you start to find, um, you know, oh, if I jump over this box and, like, jump as far as I can, there's a cutscene trigger there that would normally take two minutes, but if I can jump far enough, it doesn't happen. Right. Um, so, I remember reading a little bit about this with uh, with Ocarina of Time when uh, when I guess like recently there was an exploit that was uh, discovered for that where it was like oh you know now we've been able to cut it down by twenty minutes and it was just it was basically like it opened the world up to to this new this new way of playing it just because someone was like oh hey what if I did this and it glitches out something and I can I can exactly get and through this th- much faster something that's a weird uh, back and forth with speedrunning is at the end of the day a good chunk of it is trying to be like the guy trying to be the, the Billy Mitchell, the, the best in the world at X. Mm -hmm. Um, but with, uh, with the way that things are uploaded and how people, uh, stream their progress on Twitch and everything, you create a community where like in twin galaxies, a, a, a big shift, uh, that I haven't already mentioned is that, it wasn't public. You'd send it to Twin Galaxies and they'd verify it and they'd go, yep, he's got the new high score and it's a million and five <laughs> right. uh, or whatever. Or if it was in the case of speedrunning, let's say it'd be like, oh, he did it in a half hour. And if you've got your own personal run and you're at an hour and 20 minutes, you're like, how the hell did he pull that off? Yeah, like, uh, I, I guess I'm just never going to do it. Like, yeah. But by having it be public, you might reach out to the guy and go like, you know, how did you, or you, you watch their video and you're like, oh, I never thought of that, but he's not utilizing this. You know, I'm going to reach out to him. Maybe we can work together and teach each other things. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because it, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like that is um, it doesn't seem like people mind that. Like, it doesn't seem like people are like, well, I don't you know, like I not this is me like and, and people are totally willing to to collaborate. And I guess like the way I'd say it is it's it's less about beating each other and more about beating the game. That's a great way of putting it. It honestly weirds me out sometimes because I, I have a uh, like internal conflict of this being one of my favorite hobbies, but not exactly enjoying the company of <laughs> a lot of people who <laughs> identify as those who game. Well, we can talk um, a little bit about um, uh, the speedrunning community and apparently uh, ADQ's uh, sort of hesitation or perceived hesitation in banning Nazis and, and things like that, leading to people leaving the, you know, not showing up this year. I've heard that a lot of uh, high-profile gamers are not, high-profile speedrunners are not uh, participating this year. That is interesting. That uh, is actually something I'm not super aware of, but I was oh, going to well, point I out won't be able to. I won't be able to elaborate. I was hoping you'd be aware of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> something to look into for, for the audience. Yeah, it, um, I mean, it was something on my mind because I was like, oh, you know, uh, there's things I'm looking forward to. There's runners I'm looking forward to, but like I was going to mention that, uh, some of my favorites weren't, uh, showing up this year. Mm. Yeah. And I've heard that has to do with the politics of, 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 uh, AGDQ that, that they aren't, that they were too, too lenient. Um, which is like weird the... because they, they tend to, uh, I'd say the general consensus is that they are, uh, you know, maybe not overly harsh, but, um, like they, they police things pretty well. Yeah. Like, um, uh, one of the more interesting ones is, uh, a runner named bubbles del fuego. Um, it's very weird learning everyone's, uh, like oh. tags. <laughs> That's a good tag though. Bubbles on um, fire. 
It's a shame because I'm sure you're going to tell me that they are not good. Um, but um, I like their I like their tag. <laughs> no, no, no. I I enjoyed them, but uh, they brought. Um, he was diagnosed with uh, some form of cancer at like 17, oh, uh, and had beaten it by like 19. And GDQ is a charity event that uh, primarily gives to uh, like Doctors Without Borders and uh, different like cancer foundations. Okay. Or I'd say they're two of their like top places they donate to. Um, but, uh, he, I guess, gave some to a friend who like eight hours later had a panic attack and it like traveled through and the GDQ people heard about it and like gave him a lifetime ban. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it was medical marijuana. Like you're not supposed to share it or whatever, but like just the story of, you know, a guy who beats cancer gets permanent banned from uh GDQ. yeah right of course cancer charity it's not foundation. a great yeah that, that would seem yeah and i guess like that, that maybe that's part of it because of course like from what i've heard it's much more of like uh and and again i should probably not be telling the story because i do not know the details but the you know like the it sounds as if there were sort of like political problems like people were like well these people are fascists or whatever like and they shouldn't be in this part of the speed running community or asking for sort of more like uh, progressive, uh, you know, cut, uh, you know, balances against uh, potential hate speech or something like that. Uh, maybe transphobia. I don't know. But um, but like the fact that you would ban someone over pot and not that I could see I could see definitely ruffling feathers. Yeah. And uh, like there was an infamous uh, it. I can see people loving or hating it. But one of my favorite uh, GDQ runs is this guy named Bonesaw. Who ran uh, Jack and Daxter: The Precursor Legacy? Okay, um, which I loved as a kid, which obviously helps. Oh, um, sure, of course. If if you're new to speed running, finding games that you like, but uh, it was just a weird uh, speed run. I think it was at like two in the morning um, or so. I mean, they tend to run like at all hours, and you know, he was like referencing. Uh, famous actors and like telling people to like tweet at an airline that he had a bad time with. I think that was the the main thing. Um, oh, weird. Uh, and I think he like swore once. Uh, and I think the combo of everything kind of like gave him a, a one year ban. Wow. Um, so the fact that they're that harsh about that sort of thing and uh, I'll, I'll have to look into the. Yeah, me too. That's really. I mean, if anyone knows, please tweet me. I'm. I'm. I will. I will absolutely retweet you and uh, retweet the context. Um, that's interesting. So, tell me a little bit about what appeals to you about speedruns, because I can tell you what what I think about them is that like I think they're really cool. I have barely. I've rarely actually watched one all the way through. I like the. I have some sort of like grudging admiration for the ones that are just like pure glitch speedruns, um, where whereby like I, I saw one of Prey that they beat it in like eight minutes. Because they found a way to like basically like port out of the spaceship and into the end game, yeah. Um, and it's like okay, that's that's kind of cool. Like it's neat that you found that. Uh, you know, fair play. Um, but of course, the ones I I sort of uh, platonically enjoy or the or like imagine as the platonic best are the ones that are like uh, just pure skill, like a, a kind of like Mario three style speedrun where you have to nail every jump and and every single second counts. Um, but maybe I'm actually just like understanding it wrong. So like, what, what is, what is interesting about speedrunning to you? How would you explain the appeal to someone who maybe doesn't understand it? Um, I think there's a huge 
um, I think speedrunning has the potential for more, um, like right now the entirety of speedrunning is seen as kind of niche and it may stay that way or grow slightly, but still be niche. Um, but I think there are, uh, deviations within it that appeal to different types of people or appeal to different things you may be interested in. Um, mm -hmm. but we just throw it all under speedrunning. Um, cause like you, you threw out Mario three and that one I'm actually, I'm, hit or miss about because there are certain moments in Mario 3 that are infamous for uh, the RNG, a random number generator. Uh, okay. where, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, you can have the perfect run, but if you get unlucky on these uh, like hands... The slot that, machines or whatever, yeah. Um, yeah, there's different things that can ruin you know, hours that you put into it or minutes or whatever. Um, and when you're <laughs> doing that hundreds of times or whatever to get the best run, they can be draining and draining to watch to like see someone well, get so yeah. close and be screwed by something outside their control. Well, and especially um, if there's like a performance element to it, like, like, like we're talking about with GDQ, like where it's like, yeah, actually, uh, this is, this is a scheduled time and you will be doing it. You're going for it this time yeah. to, to have that, have that randomness in there. I, I imagine that would be kind of draining. That's fair. Um, so the different things I like, I, I enjoy, um, like I said, with the, the, the games you like as a kid, uh, there's something about, like, just... And even if you haven't played it as a kid, the, like, transformative nature of speedruns, where it's almost like you're playing a different game. Um, mm. Like, uh, objectives are often completely different, or ways that you go about things. Like, um, like I'm a fan of uh, games where you have health, and for a speedrunner, it becomes a resource rather than like when you're playing it casually, they say, or which is just anyone that isn't a speedrunner. Right. Um, which I actually kind of understand the the casual, non-casual division. And it's not said like, uh, you know, as derogatory as like a, uh, if a gamer said casual, you know. Right, um, right. Yeah, it seems it seems like it, it's like okay, yeah, you're playing it casually because you're not trying to immediately get the best time on it. You're just playing it as a video game. It's literally like a casual understanding of the game, as exactly to the professional one I have, right? Um, so like if you're playing casually, you're like, oh, you know, I need to take care of my health because if it gets to zero, I'm dead, and that is not what I want. I, I want to beat shame. the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where some speedrunners are like, oh, like. You know, at this point, I want to take damage because I'm facing this direction. And when I take damage, it's going to shoot me like faster towards where I need to be. Right. Um, exactly. And, you know, if I take three hits here and I grab this health, I'll end with like 12 health left. And, you know, I don't have room for mistakes, but it gets me there faster than if I didn't take damage or whatever. Right. Um, and of course, like that's that's the whole point. Like you don't have room for mistakes. And of course, in a game when you're. When you're thinking about it playing casually, you're sort of you're you're imagining that you you know your your balance between making mistakes and allowing for risk and, and all that stuff, all that kind of like it is a, a balance. Whereas in in speedrunning, it's just like well, yeah, there's never any room for mistakes. So in fact, it's not about minimizing my risk. It's it's truly about like finding the absolute margin. Mm -hmm. And. Uh the other thing that I've I've grown to enjoy about speedrunning um, that I didn't view as it seems kind of antithetical, but uh, 
is the the improvis improvisation uh, mm. where like yes you are you know you've played the game a million times, you know all the routes and whatever, and, like, this path is the most efficient. But the world isn't perfect. You've been, you know, you're an hour and 20 minutes into this speed run that takes two hours or whatever, uh, and this enemy did something you weren't expecting. What happens now? Right. Like, uh, so the, the the confluence of, you know, that, that muscle memory and nailing all the things you need to do with the skill that you have. Um, but for me, where speedrunning really sh shines is in those couple of seconds where something goes wrong, the, the recovery, <laughs> the, uh, you know, they typically refer to them as backup strats. Mm. Um, it reminds me a little bit of, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I'm planning my, my trip there again this year, but, um, uh, I went to, to Combo Breaker last year to, to go see some fighting games, uh, you know, competitive fighting games. And it reminds me a little of that, where, like, pe I asked people, like, well, are there any strats that you find too cheap or, or whatever? And the answer always is, like, well, if you see a strat that you don't understand and you don't have a counter for it, then it must be a pretty good strat. Which, like, is the is the inverse of the, of the speedrunning thing, which is, if you can't figure out how to work out a new strat, then your strats weren't very good to begin with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Combo Breaker is that a like an Evo kind of? Yeah, it's sort of like it's it's the third biggest, I think. Um, they, I mean, conservatively speaking, I, I don't know, I don't know how much they want to say what number they are biggest in their promotional materials, but generally, what, what I see is is third. Um, so it's like it's not quite as big as Evo, um, but it's a similar kind of thing. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll it's, it's, I mean, look into that because I, I have a probably like your relationship with speedrunning. It's like a begrudging respect kind of thing. Like every mm -hmm. once in a while, I find myself buying a fighting game and just sucking at it. Uh, oh yeah, I mean my <laughs> that's that's also my relationship with fighting games because I'm I'm so terrible at it. But it is amazing. It is, you know, I, and this is actually the real uh, similarity between it and speedrunning. Once you see people doing it really well, it changes the game for you in a way. Like I understand. Like, I understand Guilty Gear way better for watching uh, matches of it at, at Combo Breaker. Like, I understand w what it is as a game much better than, you know, after after having, like, put a bunch of hours into it and being bad at it. Like, yeah. watching people do it and even having someone be like, okay, so, like, here's why this is interesting what they're doing or here's why that's interesting. Either the announcers or just, you know, whoever I'm talking to. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it totally opens the game up in a way that I think, I don't know, like... Uh, you just playing it on your own would never get you there. Um, or if it did, you know, it would take so long. It's actually part of, you know, seeing people handle adversity or creative, create sort of solutions to problems that you wouldn't think of. Um, all those sort of like good capitalist sounding things that I just. <laughs> um, I no, actually, yeah, so... uh, I have to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, that's that's gaming for you, right? Like you always you you end up finding yourself uh, becoming a class trader, um, in the bad way, not in the good way. <laughs> uh, but but um, so talk to me about some of your favorite games to either watch speedrunning or actually speedrun. Okay, um, so I have only ever done it like casually, which in itself sounds kind of oxymoronic um 
Well, I mean, you're not you're not going to you're not going to competitions, basically. Yeah. Um, and even that, like, oh, whatever. That, that's something I can. No, go ahead, please. Um, well, for, first, I just want to throw out some of the games I, I've uh, casually attempted: Jack and Daxter, um, Mario Tennis on the Game Boy Color, uh, and Deadly Premonition. Oh, sweet! What's your uh, time in Deadly Premonition? I I just did pathing. I didn't actually ever get completed. Uh, okay, I can understand uh, that. That's a, <laughs> that's a that's such a fun one to do. That's I, I wow! I would absolutely watch a speed run of that game. I I thought so too. Like that's why I picked it because I thought it would be fun. And then you find that like you're you're jamming through like the parts that made you enjoy it, like the weird conversation uh, stuff. You're sure. just like skipping. Yeah. So it's mostly just the combat and you don't want to do that either because it's a speed run. So you're mostly just running past zombies a lot. Oh uh, yeah. That's and then memorizing the, uh, the town for driving. Um, huh. there was huh. some cool stuff about like, because it's episodic and someone found a way, um, to potentially like skip a single episode and that's like the furthest yeah. anyone's gotten in like a sequence break is the, you know, the term. Um, I, I, of, explain the term for everyone else, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a sequence break is like um, if a if a game has levels, or even if it doesn't, but things are kind of segmented in a in a path. Um, if you can get from point A to point C and, and skip point B, whether it whether B be uh, <laughs> A, a cutscene or an entire level or something um, right. where, you know, you clip through a wall or something where you, you, you get somewhere earlier than you're supposed to. So there was a something where someone found because you can access all the town right away. Um, and I, I don't remember the specifics, but it was one of the first. Uh, and for those that don't know, Deadly Premonition is like a is Twin Peaks the video game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's Twin Peaks. I mean, it's it's not even not even it, close to being hidden as Twin Peaks the video game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and one of the like murders or events that you uh, interact with, you, you go to that location twice, and someone found a way to like intentionally get hit by a zombie to get knocked through a fence, so that when you opened the fence door, it thought you were at the next section. Oh, interesting. Um, and like they hadn't thought that was, but it was a whole thing. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, um, very small community, but um, it's I can cool. imagine. same with I mean, Mario Tennis. Jack and Dexter has a huge community. Um, yeah, it, you know it's funny that you're saying this though, because like it, it is. You don't see a lot of like cult classics or like games that have a like a, a cult following get speed run. I guess because like in, I mean Jack and Daxter I guess is is in some ways that but that was a very successful game too. Like yeah. Deadly Premonition is one of like a kooky game that people like because it's weird. As you say like the weird conversations, the sort of stilted dialogue and stuff like it is the 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 absolute like homage that it pays like uh, almost almost like almost like it, it can't help but to pay that homage to Twin Peaks. Like it all that stuff is interesting about it, whheras like you don't get that in a speed run, right? Like you kind of lose that almost. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird though that the like 
I mean, they're not cult classics, but things that people speed run, uh, maybe it's because they're not cult classics or because they're not, you know, story heavy or whatever, but you'll see like Fester's Quest or okay. Super, uh, Superman 64, like things that uh, Sonic 06 is one that uh, really? has like a decently sized uh, community because when you're not viewing it as like a game you're playing to just get the entertainment out of the base game, but you're like, how can I take this broken mess and like break it quickly, to yeah. my advantage? Well, um, then, yeah, it's kind of a perfect speedrunning game, isn't it? Yeah, huh. uh, in an odd way. So, I mean, part of one of the games I'm actually going to try and watch at this at this uh, GDQ is um, uh, Near Automata. But the, what you're saying uh, makes me wonder if I'm actually going to enjoy that experience. Because <laughs> I, of course, love the I love Near. Uh, well, I haven't played Near, but I love Near Automata. Um, and, uh, it was a great experience playing it, but my playthrough is, you know, 50 hours or whatever. Um, the, the, the quick, the, the speed run is, um, four. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder if that's going to still be a game that I enjoy at four hours, which is not a question I ever really thought to ask myself. Um, it, it, I, I'd say it's like kind of hit or miss with, with something like a four hour speed run. I feel like you still get some of the, um, like I, I noticed that with uh, Earthbound, which I think was like a six-hour speed run or something. Okay. Um, like you, you still get uh, the notes of what you loved about it, if it's you know enemy design or whatever. But if it's like the cutscenes, uh, I mean, particularly like with Deadly Premonition. Um, oh yeah. When it's things like dialogue, and uh, I haven't played Near Automata, but I know it's. Um, oh, it's really good. <laughs> it's, I would uh, definitely recommend it. But it's very like heady, right? Like like uh, yeah, it can philosophical. Be. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that's true. Um, Which obviously, when people are trying to speed run, you're through. not gonna. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna work out the uh, the various like uh, implications of uh, of uh, you know the the robots versus humans and the you know the the ship of Thebes and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but there's things like uh, Morrowind is the following day on, uh, on oh, this wow. upcoming Wednesday. How long is the Morrowind run? run? Uh, a half hour. Um, <laughs> I will 100% watch that. Yeah, half things hour like Morrowind that. Morrowind one sounds incredible. Where it's um, like a, a Bethesda game or just a game that um, is massive in scope, but people find bizarre things to just rush through. And this one's going to be at four in the morning, so. I recommend awesome. looking at the VOD, not the... <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, wow. That's, that's, then, a really, that's a really great idea, though. Like, I, I, I can't actually say how... I can't, I can't really express how much that makes sense to me. Like, I, I you know, near I worry about, it's like, oh, you know, like, it's not really the same game and whatever. But Morrowind, it's, it's just immediately, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. I see exactly what you'd cut out in Morrowind. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> It's immediately obvious to me how you would speedrun Morrowind. Yeah, I, I think it involves. Um, is Morrowind the one with the the wizard that falls from the sky because like he tried to teach himself a? <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, I, I believe that's like integral to the speedrun, or at least really? it used to be. <laughs> um, right. And it's goofy stuff like that that uh, that really draws you in. Um, and also, if we're talking games I ran or games I like watching, um, while my all-time favorites aren't, uh, or some of my all-time favorites aren't here, um, 
Oh shoot, I just scrolled away. Um, Warcraft 3 and then uh, Trauma Center. Not two that I'm like particularly crazy about, but one is hosted by and one is ran by uh, Covert Muffin, who I think is just an absolute joy. Um, <laughs> probably one of the most likable people uh, in the speedrunning community. Nice. Uh, known for his uh, interesting laugh, kind of a, a Seth Rogen, you know, you love it, but it's bizarre kind of laugh. I like those. I, I, uh... That's one of the I one of the podcasts I, I listen to a lot is um, uh, your Kickstarter sucks and and both the hosts have really um, both uh, Mike and Jesse both have uh, really appealing laughs but they're both really weird um, <laughs> and, and for like I think I, I think they stopped taking note of the laughs but like I think particularly for the first few over the first maybe like thirty episodes you'd periodically hear them like reference Mike's laugh or whatever and like how weird it was or reference Jesse's laugh or whatever. And what was it? that your was so Kickstarter sucks. Hmm. What, what oh, was your the Kickstarter name? sucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah no, out. YKS. It's, it's very good. Um, the, the, do you know, I, the, the one dude in it is, uh, is part of, uh, the go off Kings. If you follow Twitch at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. don't watch them, but I'm aware of them through. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, he actually started, he started that after the podcast. I remember I had him on this show right before they right before they started doing their Twitch, and I was like, "Wow, it's crazy! You guys are doing Twitch. Like, you know, hope it goes well." And I think they were like, "Yeah, well, we'll see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was really successful. <laughs> good yeah. work. Um, but no, yeah. So like, just like good laughs like that can will get me too. I will. I will always. I will always sign up for a for an for an infectious laugh. Uh, so yeah, that's that's covert muffin. Um, there's a. There's a nice block that I think you'd be interested in, or go on. maybe not, uh, with the messenger <laughs> with just and about, yeah. uh, dead cells Ooh. back to back. Wow, I would love to watch a speed run of dead cells. I uh, and this is no this is no dig against against them because they're also very nice people. But I, a buddy of mine was talking about watching the um, I don't think it was the giant bomb stream. I think it was because that was all Alex this year playing um, the the uh, doing rock band. Um, but it was, I think it was Kotaku had a, or Waypoint had a stream, and one of the one of the games they were playing was uh, Dead Cells, and my friend was like, "The run is in the graveyard, and they've been playing for seventy minutes on this run." And I was like, <laughs> "Are you kidding me? It sounds sounds unwatchable." Um, and and watching a speed run of Dead Cells actually sounds really fun. Um, That's that one of those I seems I haven't played it, it myself, but I get the vibe that it's one of the more technical. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. I don't think uh, there's a lot of places to glitch through. Although I, you know, I I imagine you could find them, uh, given it's an indie. Uh, effectively, it's not a huge studio. So um, yeah, no. I, I, that 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 one all that one's really cool. Um, are they doing a Celeste? I um, imagine. Yes, and they also did uh, the. the Started this new thing. I think I, GDQX. I think is the name. Um, okay. It's an adult entertainment. No, uh, it's <laughs> you have me going there. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, no, it's. Are, are you familiar with Taskbot or with uh, Tas in general? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, I, I guess we just talked. I, we talked about it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, um, so it's tool assisted speed run. It's where someone goes like frame by frame, and they can put in all the inputs they want. Um, and Taskbot is like the 
personified but not personified name for like the uh, software that does it. And uh, they did a taskbot for the GDQX, which is like a they have the two big events a year and GDQX is like a mini one that they do um, okay. just in between. I, I think it was new last year, this year, whatever you want to say it. Um, <laughs> but uh, they did a task run of Celeste and they were breaking down like, Oh, you know, when you're falling and you move diagonally downwards and like you jump at this thing, like uh, it doesn't buffer or it doesn't, limit your speed so you can do this and that and like if you do frame perfect input and while he's explaining it uh the character is moving across the screen like just insanely fast like it's wow. technically possible but no human could ever pull it off that's really cool i and you know like what's what's so like how do how does the community feel about task runs because it seems to me that that would be something that they'd be interested in just because i mean in and maybe this is maybe this is my naivety speaking but it would seem to me that one big part of speedrunning is just like an appreciation of of design, like an understanding exactly. and appreciation of how you know good uh, you know a design can be and how you know technical and 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 effective. Um, like a, a and Celeste is a perfect example of this, right? Like I I have said more than once that Celeste is it feels like a perfectly designed game. Um, I don't think there are any miscues in it that I can think of. It, it just it just plays perfectly. Um, so seeing how that actually works from that technical level of just like playing it and being like, okay, so like here's here's how you could exploit it. Here's how you know if you had you know all the all the input ability in the world. Here's how you would do it. I would I would assume that would be like very popular. Yeah, it. it I think it's something that everyone who is new to speedrunning kind of goes through like. Uh, it sounds silly, but like a learning curve with where um, I think there's this initial like, um, I don't know, pushback against uh, cheats and exploits and um, that sort of thing. And that that ties into like non-human runs like like we just done Billy Mitchell for for faking something. Right. Um, but we're into Taskbot and I don't really know what it. Oh, I, I guess you just kind of explained it, that it's um, speedrunning is about uh, or partially about skill and your ability to, like, um, show off your skill within the game. And I kind of lost myself there. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think, like, I, I'm, I'm with you because, like, the it feels like Taskbot is something different. Like, it feels like Taskbot is kind of a sideshow in a good in in, a, in the best possible way that like it's not as if that's what you're going to like a speed run you know tournament or or exhibition or whatever to see like it, it's they understand that they can't pull it off but it's like um and sometimes you know people use taskbot to somewhat mimic how people play and that gets a little dangerous because you can fake runs but Sure. Uh, one thing that's interesting about it is it's often used in the um, larger communities with uh, the like very often played games to try to figure out what is the um, I mean basically what speedrunning does what's the best path how like if I could do everything perfectly what would be the best way and then yeah. whether or not that's actually possible uh, is up for 
you know, the best speedrunners to, to decide. To but like, right, exactly. Super yeah, Mario I mean, 64, what... probably one of the biggest speedrun games ever, um, has like a huge task community that works with the top speedrunners to figure out like, you know, hey, I figured out that like if you were perfect, you could make this jump. Is there any kind of setup you can pull off where, you know, you can get from this platform to this platform um, because the computer can do it? Right. Yeah, it, it, it sort of speaks to, like, I guess, you know, like, well, I mean, two things. So, like, the one thing is it speaks to this this uh, this level of perfection or perfectibility that's come out because speedrunners are willing to talk to each other, where it's like, okay, like, we've worked on this for a while. It's basically, like, a, a process whereby we, we try to figure out the best possible way to play this game, and we've done it to the point that we are getting similar scores constantly. Is there any way we can be faster? Like, or is this just a, is this the end? Did we, did we finish? Did we figure it out? Like, is there, is there anything else we can do? Um, and, and I mean that, that's very cool to me. That's like that, that impulse to be like, can we, can we, uh, can we perfect this further? Um, and if not, then like, that must just be such a bittersweet feeling. <laughs> um, but then also like, I think the, the distinction between Tass and Billy Mitchell is that like, people doing tasks are saying, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the architecture of the game. I'm trying to figure out what a computer could do, like what a perfect player could do in this. Um, and we all, we all accept that, um, no, so no human could do this. We all kind exactly. of understand that it's not going to happen and, um, that's okay. And, uh, uh, Billy Mitchell is basically doing that, but then saying like, I did this, I'm the perfect human, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so him. Exactly. Um, it's going to sound like I, my memory is not this good. It's just uh, something I happen to remember from um, seeing parts of uh, King of Kong Fistful of Quarters recently. Um, and it's on YouTube if anyone's interested because it's not on like any streaming thing. Yeah, last um, time I saw it was on a DVD, which <laughs> is quaint to think about now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Uh, it, he, there was something about I don't remember what the context was, but he's like, well, it's not like I'm a god, and he kind of said it like in a way of like, <laughs> unless you want to say I, yeah, yeah like, right. <laughs> like where well, most people would go like oh, I don't know everything or like it, something of obviously like I don't fit this, and he I don't know, it's just <laughs> what yeah, a guy exactly. Yeah, no, I I, I do remember that line because he, he doesn't he look at the camera and kind of like smirk too, like yeah, like an office. Or, uh, I guess yeah, not sort of office. like Jim from the office <laughs> <laughs> at his own joke. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, uh, so I wanted to ask you, uh, how do people, like, how would you recommend people if they want to get into speed running? Cause yeah, like the way you're describing the community, the way you're describing the way, you know, it, it all kind of operates as a, as a group, as kind of a, you, you just, you said like gaming is fun for you, but you don't love the community, but it sounds like sounds like you found some community that you really do kind of connect with in the speedrunning uh, groups, at least, you know, for, for, uh, in some ways and maybe not in others, but, um, you know, how do people, if, if people are hearing this and being like, yeah, this actually sounds really cool. How would you recommend like getting into it? Um, so there's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. If you're interested in running, um, I mean, there's, there's some good, uh, I wish I remember 
No, speed test is where you test your internet. Uh, I, I, I think there's <laughs> like um, things on uh, there's like good resources on speedrun.com, um, and I think whatever the old site used to be has good resources, um, which I'm sure people could Google. Um, but I mean, YouTube is good. There's a lot of Discord groups. Like I would go to speedrun.com, find that game, and then like find some of them. Uh, click on some of the moderators and they, they link to their Twitch or uh, the Discord that discusses the game. Mm. Um, but then also, I mean, a huge amount, like uh, GDQ pulls in an average of whatever, 100,000, 200,000 people. Um, obviously, a lot of those people aren't runners. Um, they just enjoy watching. And Twitch and uh, YouTube are obviously great uh, sources for those people. And like what I went through with Deadly Premonition, um, like you want to maybe think about what it is you like about speedrunning and see if, yeah, the, the muscle memory aspect or which doesn't sound fun, but it can be. Um, no, I mean, basically like, that's that's what that's what fighting game tournaments are like, basically just like professional muscle memory. Yeah, um, and, for sure. And like some people um, get into the uh, like what I said about the. Um, the improv aspect, like those couple of seconds, like if you get into, um, what is that genre? The the roguelike or like spelunky mm. speedrunning, that sort of thing, where it's all about like every second you're taking in new information that you know the mechanics by heart, but you don't know what's coming. Um, yeah, um, right, exactly. Like, I mean, that, and, and that does sound really fun. Um, <laughs> And, and like, I mean, is there, do you find it, do you find that like people of differing skill levels get into speed running or is it, is it like, is it fairly, um, exclusive to people who are just extremely good at it? Like, I, I guess like my concern would be like, I'm just not good enough at these games to, to ever get anything out of speed running. Yeah. Well, weirdly, I'd say a surprising number of games, uh, don't take like some innate gaming skill uh, to be good at speedrunning. A lot of it is uh, commitment, and it, it, if that's not something you're into either, there's a whole bunch of aspects of speedrunning that a community forms around. Like I said, the, the, the task people. There's plenty of people that, um, like they refer to as tasters or researchers or whatever, that don't even really like try to do it competitively. They just interact with the community and say like. Oh hey, I noticed like most of our runs, you know, we go left here, but like going right, if you jump on the whatever, you could save half a second. Um, right. Basically, uh, researchers. Yeah, um, which is a, you know, it, it hmm. depends on who, who you are if that uh, or not, draws yeah. to you. But like, um, I think a lot of people would say. Um, and, and you can watch sometimes when, when someone who's like a professional at something plays a different game um, and just like the instant change of skill level because they don't play that game right. religiously. Uh, like, I don't think it's a elitist. Except, I mean, there, there's exceptions, obviously, that like Bullet Hell games or like uh, the Dark Souls, um, which actually has one of the... Um, not so great uh, communities. 
I'd say. Dark Souls? Of the bunch. Yeah, Dark Souls is a little more. And I expect the you Dark can almost Souls. almost expect it. Yeah, the Dark Souls speedrun community does not. I, I mean, Dark Souls is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, the speedrun community is not one that I would ever like to really get to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, although someone, I, I think it was within like a month or so, um, did a no hit run of Dark Souls 1 through 3. Wow. Like back to back. It was like a nine hour speed run. Ooh. Never got hit. Wow. How like how tense would you be at the end of that? Like I can't even imagine. Um, I mean, I saw it in like a, a highlight clip kind of thing, and he yeah. had gotten to um, is it uh, Gwen the Cinder oh, Lord or whatever? Like yeah, yeah, he got to the one. final boss in three and oh. got hit, which was just devastating. Um, but then you know whatever it was, two weeks later or something, he pulls it off. So wow, man, like oh, how do you get back on the horse after that? That's unbelievable. I don't even I think... know why like. I, I don't get how he decided it initially. Cause if I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do a no hit run of three games in a row. My first thought would be like, if I ever get good at this, I'll get to the end and get hit. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, like, this, this, it, it's going to go badly on some level. Like there's no, there's no, there's no way that this is going to be like what I want it to be. <laughs> Wherein I am just like super good at it and it goes really well. And all my practice pays off. It's, it's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but so overall, I, I, I think, uh, I mean, games as a medium tends to be a thing that like the more time you invest, you tend to, I mean, people hit skill ceilings, uh, especially if it's like a multiplayer type of game. But if it's a single player that like, if you play long enough, you, uh, you know, you, you go Neo, you, you see the lines or whatever, mm-hmm. right? uh, like you're going to it's not going to be difficult in the same way. Like the difficulty is going to shift from the game to your time. Um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's a, it's a way to, it's a way to extend games in a, in a way, like, which is not something we do anymore. This, this has come up a lot, but, and you know, it's not, I'm not complaining about the, uh, the availability and, and, and easy, you know, affordability of games, uh, you know, insofar as it affects the, the devs and what they get paid. I suppose I don't like that, but like, you know, I'm not saying games should be more expensive because we appreciate them more. That's a that's a really dangerous way to think about the world. Um, but you know, if growing up when I did, like you know, the games were sort of more a scarcer commodity, and so I don't know. Maybe I associate speedrunning with something like Super Mario because those games you sort of once you beat them, all you had left was to was to kind of maximize their value, um, and speedrunning sort of speaks to that. And I mean it. You know, you'd hope that it tends to be kind of a a win-win where, um, you know, if you put in 300 hours playing, uh, like, Dead Cells and you get, uh, you know, you're the top 10th person in the world at it and that developer makes a sequel or a new game, like, you know, you're going to yeah. take that 300 hours and be like, oh, yeah, I should probably, you know... <laughs> I should probably put a few game. more in this one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, I, I guess they they lose out in their, you know, the time you put in versus how much you paid, but there isn't really a good way to... Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I, I don't think... I think, like, the, the concern I always have about devs and, and the money they make is, is less about, like, a lot of replay value is happening. Because um, I think any dev would probably love the fact that replay value was happening. 
Um, but more so that like, you know, games are so cheap these days that you can get them on sale and you can just like everyone has everyone seems to have a Steam library that's, you know, 300 games long and that they'll never play or whatever. Um, and speedrunning speaks to that older version of, of gaming where it's like you had five games and uh, you just kind of learn to embrace every aspect of all of them. Um, and, you know, whether or not that's better or worse than what we have now, I, I couldn't say. But the you know, there is something appealing about that, that idea of like I know every nook and cranny of ah, I don't know, like um, I'm trying to think of a game like Contra, the first Contra. I probably could, you know, play in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Um and I, there are no modern games like that. Like there, there aren't any modern games where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe Dark Souls I kind of know fairly well, but certainly not memorized. Um, and yeah. that that element of just knowledge of just like total knowledge of a game is really cool and, and appealing. I mean, you you have all the landscapes of Red Dead Redemption Two committed to memory, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I tattooed I tattooed those on my body in uh, <laughs> in one 128th scale, so uh, it was extremely <laughs> painful. Uh, of course, I remember them now. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that, that speaks to it. It's just like you can't ever know all of this game, which on one level is appealing and on another level is not appealing at all. Yeah. Um, oh, that was going to that reminded me of something and it just slipped uh, away. Sorry. No, it, it's it's my bad. Um, well, so um Give us, before you go, give us a, you know, we've talked about ones that, we've talked about uh, streams on GDQ that look like they're going to be really good this year. Give us a, um, like, I don't, you know, it's it's hard. It's such a broad schedule. Um, it's on gamesdonequick.com backslash schedule, so, to, or forward slash schedule. Uh, so, uh, you know, feel free to, feel free to check that out too. But the, um, uh, any any like top ones? Uh, you don't. Have, it, it doesn't have to be a ranking, but ones that you would not miss as someone who enjoys watching these that you think are going to be really good. I know you've sort of you sort of given us a couple, but uh, just to yeah, sort no. of spoil um, ourselves even more. Uh, so one I got to throw out that I I meant to earlier. Um, or yeah, uh, it it's already happened. But um, there's this guy named Trihex who uh, is a Twitch emote. Um, I, I'm not good with names, so I, I don't remember which one it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, I, it's in the name. It's like, is it Tryhard? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. With okay. I know that one. Um, so that's that's Trihex, who's a um, runner of a few games, but he runs uh, Yoshi's Island. Ah, oh, nice. Um, so just any Trihex Yoshi's Island run is a treasure. Um, he's fantastic and it's such an amazing game to watch run um so that's definitely up there um but for this one i think it's just like they don't have super mario 64 which is a bummer wow um that's shocking they don't do they not have oh yeah they they're ending with super metroid which is a tradition um if you start watching and you hear uh, like kill the animals or save the animals, it's about Super Metroid. Oh, and I, I know um, exactly what that is, too. I, I, that would actually be a game I – oh, man, now you've given me a game that I probably would get into speedrunning um, would be <laughs> Super Metroid. Uh, I played that game probably I, – I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past that I played that game 100 times. 
uh, all the way through. Like that, that is a game I played a lot of. Um, and I know exactly there's, there's the place at the end of the game where you can save the animals or uh, not save the animals. And if you save them, a little dot flies out of uh, Phobos or whatever the, the planet is called before uh, it explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the back and forth is saving the animals versus saving the frames. Uh, oh, nice. That's great. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, yeah. it is, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge detour, I would imagine. You have to go yeah. down like, holy, oh, yeah, um, wow. And there's little moments like that in GDQ where, you know, the point is a speed run, but sometimes they, they go out of their way for, for one thing or another. That's sweet. Um, and uh, one thing before I, uh, I know we're probably going a little long, but uh, oh, before I throw out the, the last um, recommendation, um I think there is one example in this category or in this uh, GDQ, um, but something you might be interested in um, and might be something I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but uh, have you heard of randomizers? Yes. Um, is there I a think that's also just, in, um, the, that's in the, the GDQ X, <laughs> there was a wild, it was a super Metroid linked to the past double randomizer um, where one player would uh, you know be playing Super Metroid and they get to a spot where they unlock missiles or whatever and it was like the boots or the mirror shield or something Uh, and then they'd run to a certain spot that would be a save point or something and rather than being a save point it would transfer over to a link to the past and they'd hand the controller off and the other person would go you know beat a dungeon to get uh missiles or whatever that is unbelievable how did it how did it work like how did it go um it was fascinating Uh, there's a different seed that like randomly chooses where everything goes every time and there's Mm. certain rules where there's a logic to it where things are set up that you won't it won't be impossible okay Uh, that's nice it won't be like randomized that that just leave it so that you can't beat it like and those those are fascinating but a drag like it's like oh this was a cool um, idea. <laughs> but it, it does have um, – it pushes the limit of like – it is beatable, but sometimes it's a pain kind right, of beatable. Sure, sure. Um, and the, the one that happened at GDQX was a seed where um, there's just this moment where they're like, oh, if this thing has – the key then we know the boots are here and it's going to take us like an extra two hours and they go through the room and the key is sitting right there and like the whole audience just loses. groans yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's hilarious um well yeah that that is great I, I hope they have some more randomizers um but yeah so that's interesting uh but okay so i gotta give my my top um yeah your your picks this is the Bible for this year's GDQ. So I obviously have a bias, as I've thrown out with my Jack and Daxter, um, but the Rixer is a great runner, and he's running Jack 3 um, on the second day, on Monday. Is that a good Jack to run? Um, I mean, the first is my favorite, but all three are, are decent. The, the first, like, five to ten minutes of the Jack 3 are a little boring, but then it picks up. You, you get, like, a a hoverboard and guns and uh nice it's an it's the any percent no death abuse so it's or no 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 sorry that's donkey kong it's any percent no out of bounds so it's as fast as possible without being like boring uh glitching where he's running on 
uh, sure. nothing, and like so you can't see anything. The idea is it has to be it has to play like the game. Yeah, nice. um, that sounds good. And then, uh, where is the um, Super Mario Sunshine? Oh. It's a it's a one v one race. Um, that's Probably a fun one races. to watch. Those must be great. And Panga Panga is running, who is big in the Super Mario community. Um, he makes these impossible levels on like Super Mar- uh, on Mario Three. Okay. And then uh, I- I'm not going to be specific, but if you're looking at the schedule, pick something that sounds. And this is going to be funny, but like pick something that sounds bad. Like, okay. uh, avoid the Noid is being ran, or like uh, Check's Quest, which is a, a oh, like I know the the, the Doom <laughs> mod, the Doom mod for um, Checks that came in serial. Yeah, like like if a game just sounds like why are they running it? It's probably pretty fun to watch. Okay, all right. Um, well, that's perfect. I I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this year. Last year, uh, the Discord has a, has an ABQ channel. And uh, and people were talking about it a lot, and it was it sounded amazing, and uh, I just I didn't watch any of it. And this year, I think I think I'm definitely going to. I think I'm I think I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm glad I could be part of that. You that really draw. helped. No, yeah. They, they, thanks thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for everyone for listening to my uh, my my speed running therapy session where I realized why it was good. <laughs> uh, but no, John, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, people can follow you at Jovial Punk. Um, do you think we missed anything? Anything we, we left out? Um, I had the name before Hope Punk was a thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. No, I, no, I regret it kind of now, but no it one is so cool that they think you are doing Hope Punk. <laughs> no, who, um, who would do that? You, you, I mean, your bio is is political enough that I would I would never think that you were doing Hope Punk. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think I missed anything. Um, right, cool. I mean, I could talk more about whatever, but oh yeah, I, I mean, think there we seems, there's the a basics. million things to talk about. Well, I mean, you have to come back. We will have to come back for a for a post GDQ update. I would love that. That'd be cool, and I can look into if Nazis are running rampant somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be helpful. I would like to know if that that is the case or not. Um, but yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for being on, um, and uh, uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye. See ya.